Hey Zen friends, welcome to Crazy Zen Life. I'm your host, Brittany Swan. And I'm your host, Shannon Kessler. Join us as we navigate life on and off our yoga mats. This is a podcast about mom life, boss life, and body life. Real conversations about self-discovery and the journey of becoming more mindful in this crazy Zen life. We all laugh. <laughs> That's all you got? That's it. I didn't have anything today. I'm sorry. The buildup before you push the button, I was like, it's going to be good. I know. It's going to be so good. And I got nothing. I got nothing, but hey, we're back. I know. I will tell you that Tuesday or the week after Memorial Day hits a little hard. Although the it, weather sucked, whew, the Tuesday hit hard. The Tuesday was a hard hitter. I mean, I still like today is Thursday, right? Yeah. But in my mind, it's already like next Tuesday. <laughs> like I already feel like right? I've missed so much this week. I'm like, what's happening? I feel like I've just bypassed this whole month. I'm I like, know. Oh, it's already July. It's just happy fourth. Let's not. Let's <laughs> not do. That's no, so I'm trying fast. not to do that. But it's just like I'm done. <laughs> I'm so done. I'm, I know. I'm tired. Do you ever get like so overwhelmed? You pr- you just put everything else off. You just like hit pause on yourself, and you're like, I can't do anymore. <laughs> like, and you've done like one thing, and you're like, I'm overwhelmed. I can't. Yes. Yeah. I feel that. I so go much. like one of those um, hosts on the uh, uh, Westworld. I just don't, I just stop. <laughs> it's like I got I got it's like someone hit stop like and I go like <laughs> stare off into space. Yep. And, and, and someone comes and gets me. Right. And then you're like I don't even know what I'm doing. Like yeah. where am I? And then then all of a sudden I'm back in life. I'm right. like, "Oh, I'm, like, hey. I'm folding laundry again." Yep. <laughs> <laughs> there I am. That's what I feel like. <clears throat> but welcome back. Welcome guys. Back. Yes. Social caps ketchups. Yep. Ketchups. <laughs> ketchups are all we got right now. We got some soch. Soch coming at you. Yeah. I have been loving all of the pride stuff this week. Oh my gosh. Yes. Like yes, yes, yes. Such yes, yes. a good well, your your um teacher reminded me. So mm-hmm. that's why I was like, Oh my gosh. I have yes. a great one on today. Yes. Big fans. Mm-hmm. Big, big fans. <laughs> I <Yeah. laughs> there's a viral TikTok that <laughs> it's in France somewhere and there's like a it's like pride flag pride flag pride flag and then so I guess someone forgot their pride flag and then put out a twister <laughs> mat <laughs> hilarious fantastic I was like that's, that's perfect fantastic. hey you, yeah. you, you can't find it you can't you put out what you got that's it it still hit it does <laughs> <laughs> but I've been loving all the posts Another um, yeah. viral thing I've been looking at is all of the pride stuff on Peloton. I, this this makes oh me want gosh. a Peloton. I don't know who Cody is, but I would take his class based upon his commentary that's been coming out. Like, oh, right? Oh who is Cody? <laughs> Let's talk about him. I know. He is on fire. He's talking about tipping yeah. at restaurants. He's talking about shredded cheese. He's talking about the proper way to get an orgasm. I'm like, right? wow. He's like, you did not survive a pandemic to not have an orgasm every time you go into the bedroom. Like, if you, did, if you need it harder, you ask for harder. If you need it softer, I you know. ask for softer. He's like, we did not go through this panic. I'm, I'm loving it. He's the best. He's I mean, the best. I just, I, that's all I want. I, I just, I would, Honestly, probably not even get on the bike. I would just tune into just Cody. watch him. And he, yeah, he has like a little. He, he should have his own show. He's so cute. He really yeah. is. He's a, he's actually the director of cycling at Peloton. I looked on his uh, bio the other day, and I was like, "Look at you! I love you. I don't even know you, but I love what you're putting out there." And like, he was like a waiter at like TGI Fridays for like years. <laughs> I was like, "Yes!" And then here you are, and look at bringing you light into the world. Exactly. Instead of bringing, I don't know, potato skins. Right. And. I hate a potato skin. You hate a potato skin? I hate it. Tell me that's not the most regretful order you've ever ordered. Whenever you order potato skin, you always want something else. 
they always look a lot better than they're going to be, but I will order them and on, then and immediately with the, regret with it. the false hope of like it's gonna this is the time. This is the time. No. Because yeah. you know what you're expecting? A little always you want it to be crispier. And then you're like mad you didn't get fries. Yeah. It's the most underrated thing on the any menu. Right. You know what? You bring in some light on that one. I do. I, I love a presentation though of a. It, in oh. theory, it's, it's a, the chives. It's a potato kidney. boat. Like mm-hmm. who doesn't want a little boat of delightful? Now, if you put some broccoli up in there, ooh, that's heavy. Well, I know. I'm just saying. Like, we'll put something else in it instead then of like. You should just get like a baked potato and scoop out, and then make room for the cheese and the broccoli. Yeah, that's really what it is. But it needs to be crispy. It does need to be crispy. But sometimes you get like that overly crispy. You remember the potato skins, like the TJ Friday potato skins that um like the potato chip. Oh, you yeah, remember those? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you get one that, like, the potato skin from the restaurant comes out like the potato skin potato chip, and then you're like, <laughs> <laughs> it's a little too crispy. It's, it gets stuck in your windpipe. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> and it's not coming out until tomorrow. Nope. <laughs> you're feeling that for days. You're gonna need that bottomless margarita to help get it all down. Fish bowl that right. shit. <laughs> get it circling. Oh, we apologize in advance. The dog is in and out, in yeah. and out, in and out. I think there might be a kid coming to, one or two times. Yeah, you know, just, it's fine, just for fun. Yeah. All right, so yeah. we have a lot to talk about today. We do have a lot to talk about today. We've got a. We're gonna recap the Friends reunion show. I am so excited about that. Yes, so much fun. All right, Friends reunion. That's what we were trying to get at. So excited. <laughs> yes. So I was a big fan back in the day. Yeah. I even remember. That when um, Ross said Rachel's name at his wedding, I remember going to school that next day and my Spanish teacher wanted to reenact that scene <laughs> in Spanish. That's an amazing teacher. <laughs> yeah. And, so and at the, you know, and she's like, Carmen, that was my name. And then she's like, come up here. And I was like, I really wanted to be Rachel. <laughs> I wasn't Rachel. So, I mean, it was just epic. I mean, these things like live in your head, like these milestones. And like, I remember the whole build up to like the very, the very last episode, like every episode was covered uh, on ET. Like, yes. what are they going to do? What are they going to wear? What are they going to say? What are they? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I just, I guess, because it came out in 94 and it ran for 10 years. So 2004 was its final season. And I, I mean, I remember in, you know, that was 94 would have been freshman year in high school for me. And I remember liking the show, but not really getting into it until I was a little bit older. But I remember by my senior year, I really loved it because that was a Thursday night show, right? Yeah, that was the Thursday must night. TV. Yeah, um, it was on, I think it was on at eight, wasn't it? I think so. I feel like that's about right. Um, but then once I got into college, we would have friends night and we would watch it in college. Um, but then like post-college, it got a little hard because that yeah like i just was, didn't have a lot of time <clears throat> for tv but i remember i remember that last episode and i remember thinking when, like when rachel got on the plane i was like this can't be the end like, this, is, this is the most terrible show I've ever seen. Did like, she get what's, off the plane? what's gonna happen what's gonna happen like i i still remember like that like moment of like that pit in my stomach i was like oh, i felt so let down like, cause you do, like you build a relationship with these, you know, false characters and you're like, man, they become part of, you know, like part of your friend circle. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it almost jumped the shark when Rachel kind of got with Joey, which I didn't quite understand. And I wish they kind of went into that more about why they really did it. Like yeah. I just was like, it was just kind of odd to me. 
And maybe it was just like an experiment because, you know, as they broke down things during the reunion, which I highly recommend you watch, if you just just go ahead and get HBO Max. There's so Mm -hmm. many things going on on there. Right. I mean, it's like the new hot place. Yeah. Um, But when they kind of described like different scenarios that they were playing around, like Monica and Monica and Chandler were supposed to be like a one night stand. But when they got the reaction from the audiences, which that that was their barometer, like when they got that real time feedback, they're like, oh, Oh. this could be something. Y'all y'all saying this is a go. Okay. Yeah, we're going to keep going. Okay, let's do it. Let's so, do it. Yeah. The, and, you know, the chemistry, and I thought the chemistry was really cool because like, yes. that's really tricky in how the casting process, um, I thought that was really interesting. I mean, for me, I thought Ross would be the very last person to be cast. Yeah. And I, not Rachel. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wow. I did find that interesting when they, because they go through like who got cast first and how they, you know, thought about the show. And it's based, the show is actually based on the the creators. creators like their friend circle and like people that they know and you know Chandler was actually a real friend of theirs so like that person came along with its own personality with his own name like they kind of knew what was going to happen with that guy but they had Ross in mind uh, David Schwimmer in mind because they, they wrote the character based upon seeing him in an audition I think like a year or two right. prior to that and I thought wow that's so interesting and they just kind of tell you like how everybody gets there but what I felt like was the most I don't know. And again, I, I'm I'm not into casting, but I feel like if I was, I I would understand like when that moment happens of like you create this character, somebody's on paper, and then somebody brings like an actual person brings that character to life, and it seems like that happened with all six of them, right? Because it's very rare that you ever have any show that has six members and there's not one like breakaway star, but they were very good about keeping everybody in. The main like role. relevance, yeah. You know, like it was, it wasn't just one person. Like all of them needed to fit together to make that happen, and I absolutely loved it. And I loved that the fact that they used the live audience so much in the creation of this show of like jokes that would hit and like jokes that didn't hit, and how they would rewrite things if it wasn't, you know, the audience wasn't responding to it the way that they thought they would, and just even how much, um, like I thought it was really interesting with Matthew Perry how much he relied on the laughter from the audience. And I think it, like, I would really like to hear more of his story, like on a sidebar. Cause he was, you know, yeah. I know he struggled with a lot of drugs and addiction during the show. And I think he's been on record before saying that he doesn't really remember like season three through season six. It's all a blur. He's like, I don't really have many recollections of like what really happened. And I was like, I mean, you really Dang. see through the, through the whole entire show. Like he goes kind of in and out of like just looking different. I'm not talking about weight or anything. Yes. I'm just taking like his facial structure. Um, yeah the way he's even like his eyes being alert yeah you can see, you can it. see it you can but yeah i didn't pick up on that at, you no. know in high school and college but i did pick up on it like as i rewatch it i'm like oh okay this is a little different yeah i mean but high five to him didn't never missing a mark i know right i mean That's, you kept it from the people right they didn't know which you know also what and again we don't want to give away too much of the the show once you get to watch it but just seeing like their insights and how they explain so many things about how like those six people are, you know, the only six people that could experience what they went through right. at the same time, like together, like their family couldn't really relate to what was happening to them. It's like instant stardom. Like yeah. you're just thrown into this. You're thrown into it. And like it go, I mean, it's, you know, within like a year they become, you know, people that you can't not see in an airport you you know on every magazine in an airport like helicopters are flying over their house and like yeah. it was within a year and they're like this is, this is crazy. crazy yeah you know yeah. so you're not you, i don't think you 
there's no like playbook of like, okay, this is going to happen. And when it does, this is what you do. Um, and certainly back then, you know, in the late 90s, early 2000s, like it wasn't happening at the rate in which, you know, seems to happen overnight on TikTok. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, it's just really interesting to see the rise of that group and how close they remained, but even how much their chemistry on set was a direct correlation of how much their relation was affected offset. So like, Mm -hmm. you know, them not being able to have, like there's a point where somebody asked, um, you know, like, did anybody have romantic relationships with anybody? Oh, and, yeah. Um, you know, Jennifer Aniston and Davis Swimmer were like, mm, we wanted to, but we, you know, we didn't want to. And it was just really neat to see well, they how they reserved into, yeah. that. Like, they didn't want to mess up the chemistry of the show. So they weren't willing to take that risk off camera because they weren't willing to screw up what they had, like, on camera. And, and I, I thought, will tell you, I wouldn't be able to do that. Nope. <laughs> I'd have been like, oh. I'm like, give me my cake and let yeah. me eat it too. Okay. Okay. <laughs> this is great. Because I mean, like how you're in your twenties, you're at the, this fame, famous time, like you're getting ready to be in stardom and then they're like, oh my gosh. And this hot guy is into yeah. me. I'm into him, but right. good read. Yeah. I mean, the fact that they both had the strength to say like, no, let's just keep it, keep it on camera. <laughs> Which, thank goodness they had a chance to, like, play that out, you know, on camera. Because I think we all read into that as fans of Ross and Rachel. You know, like, we were buying everything they were selling, you know, on that they show. They definitely sold and it. And they nailed it. I mean, even rewatching them kissing for the first time, you know, that, 20 years later. I do. I know. Like, and I watch that episode all the time. It's the one where Ross gets mm-hmm. a cat. And he's like, yeah. I didn't get the cat. Yeah. I mean, it's just a great episode. Um, I, I really enjoy it. I mean, I have my yeah. favorites. I have yeah. my, I love when they lose the apartment. Oh, that I was lo- hilarious. That one's my favorite. So um, I love when Phoebe gets married. One of my favorites. I, I just rewatched that one last night. Um, I think, I mean, I just think the world of Paul Rudd. So oh, he's so funny. He's just yeah. great. He's great. I loved, um, what else? Um, I do love when... Joey is with Aisha Tyler. I oh, remember that yeah, one. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he he kind of dates her on the side yeah. a little bit or something, and like so she's really smart, and he's like, and he's trying to be as smart as her. Yeah. It's really funny. And Joey didn't get enough delivery. I, I think Joey didn't get enough um, appreciation. And when I first watched it, yeah, but like rewatching, I was like, he, he had some comedic timing that he, was impeccable. Yes, he really does, and like just I think that it. As well written as that show is, I don't think any of those characters could have played the other. Do you know what I mean? Like, right. there's no way that, you know, Joey would have ever been Ross. Like, in even, like, some of the things, like, the, the lines that they would say, I'm like, Joey would never say that. That's more of, like, a Ross line. Like, I think the writers did such an amazing job of keeping it very specific mm-hmm. to each character and staying, like, really true and <clears throat> honest to, like, the authenticity of, like, what they wanted those characters to be. Right. I, just, I love it. Like, I mean, I just forgot how much I really enjoyed that show. I want to talk one se- one second yeah. about like how the internet kind of blew up about how they looked oh, and how yeah, they yeah, yeah. they kind of. Mm-hmm. I was like, you evil, evil, evil trolls! <laughs> by the way, people are supposed to age. Yeah, you know it, they do. It's been seventeen years. Yeah. So by the way, yeah, you know people are going to have a little Botox here and there. They're going to have. I mean, they're going to look or, different. Yeah, who cares? Who cares? But I mean, I just it just amazes me. I'm like, you can't let them live in this moment and then like just revel that they had one of the most successful shows ever right but no let's tear their looks apart i mean the i feel like the only people that never age across the board are soap opera stars i don't understand how they do it because like you look at them 17 years ago and they look exactly the same like and it's weird but like they look normal does that make sense like it's not like a forced fit on them who's the girl on days of our lives um 
she was with Stefano forever. Marlena. Marlena. Yeah, oh, Marlena. She yes. never aged never. for like 20 years. I don't know if she's still alive. I'm not sure. But, but she, if she is exactly the she's same. in a cryogenic lab. Right. Like just freezing her, freezing her insides. Yeah. Like she I, I never understand. aged. And it, it, it's, I always thought it was funny on soap operas when the part of Kimberly, whatever, will now be played by Stefan Blah, blah, blah. And it's, and like, then we're just all, get, we all, all new cast. It. And I'm like, oh, okay, we're doing this now. Okay. I'm like, who is that? And I'm like, oh, that's the new Kimberly. Oh, oh yeah, interesting. This is the new Sammy. Got it. So she's still sleeping with Stefan's wife. Oh, okay. I understand now. Like, well, no, I'm I'm just gonna, 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 we just do that. <laughs> right. What other job is that? Like, I, like and now this will be played by today's surgery will now be performed by Dr. Miko. But high five to that that industry because you know what? You start it from the beginning. Right. You start doing it. You're like, this is the standard. <laughs> it will never fall below. It's like selling a grilled cheese and a pickle sandwich. You're like, eh, this is the new grilled cheese. You're like, ooh, okay. <laughs> Guess we're going to have to eat it. <laughs> we're here now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know. I, I did think that <clears throat> it was kind of disheartening to see. Or it, I mean, it's always disheartening when people get picked apart from what they look like or what they look like. Mm-hmm. But I was like, wow, it's been 17 years. It's they're allowed to age. It's okay. Yeah, yeah. it's okay. Yeah, you know. And I would love. It, they don't have to talk about what they've done to their faces or whatever. But like, I would love to them to speak out a little bit more about like, dude, shut the fuck up. Like, I wish one yeah. would come out and just I be did like, what? Did the, what, hear, do you, what do you look like? <laughs> yeah, I did hear um, because. Matthew Perry was getting a bunch of flack because people were like coming at him of like, didn't he learn the first time not to be, you know, um, high on TV and like his team came back and they're like, no, he had a dental procedure done. Like he's going to have a lisp. It's new for him. And I was like, we've had like several dental reconstructions. If you're, yeah. So if you ever look back at the very first season, how his, I mean, his teeth were really bad. Um, So he's had several throughout the years. Yeah. I mean, it looks like his veneers are super new. Yeah, like those are super new. Those are super new. Like they were blinding. Yeah, they were very, very bright. Very bright. So, mm-hmm. well, yeah, it takes a while to, you to kinda, get yeah. used to that. It's a new mouth Have structure. Have you ever had a retainer? You, when you try to talk with a retainer, yeah. Yeah, it's it, going to sound different until you can get used to the mechanics in your mouth. Like it's going to sound different. You're going to have that bilateral lisp. Right. It's going to open. Yeah, but. You're going to trip over your tongue a little bit. Yeah. I don't know what my excuse is from time to time, <laughs> but it's definitely not veneers. Although I do not shame them, I would totally see myself getting them in my, my 60s or 70s. I will if I want to. Are you going to get yourself some dentures? I might. Okay. I might. Hey, do you, boo-boo. I know. Do you. That was, I mean, you just never know what they're going to look like. Yeah. It went by then. I just, I know, honestly, I've never seen a good pair. I mean, I've seen like people. <laughs> but 30 years from now. 30, yeah. There's a lot. Of, we got time. We got time for that sequence it's, to happen. It's probably going to be like going to get your gas chain or gas uh, fill. It could be. Or no, it Ryan won't be doing that either. Yeah. But like, like a fill up, like, oh, you want to get your veneers? Like, it's like, rawr, rawr, rawr. yeah. I used to, there used to be this adorable cheer coach many, many moons ago. And he had like a beautiful <laughs> set of veneers. But he didn't even wear a t shirt that says, back off or I'll bite you with my veneers. <laughs> See? And I loved it. I loved See? it so much. When someone else is in on the joke. Exactly. Be in on the own joke. They you can't make fun of you. They yeah. know. Like, listen, I know. But I'd rather have this yeah. than the other. Than the other. Yeah. Yeah. Do what you want. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Sometimes sometimes yeah. the internet hits hard. And you know where the internet <clears throat> hit real hard this week? Where? The internet tried to take down Naomi Osaka for backing out of the French Open because she made the decision that she was going to skip out on the press circuit. Um, after a match and you get fined for doing that. I think it's like $150,000 if you don't show up for press day, but she decided not to go to press day because it's not good for her mental health. 
And mm-hmm. she was like, nope, the questions that come at me aren't really good for me. Um, I, you know, it's not something that I can just compartmentalize and I'm choosing to just pay the fine and not do it. And there was so much buzz around this. And she finally made a decision. She's like, you know what? It's beginning to be too much of a circus that my decision to pull out of press day is taking away from the actual tennis that's going on. I am choosing to now remove myself from the French Open. Wow. And that's what she did. Because she was like, I shouldn't be the center of attention because I'm actually choosing to stand up for me and my mental health. So you guys figure it out. I'm out. Yeah. And... The internet kind of went abuzz on this, but I think it, from what I've seen so far, I've seen a lot of people coming to her defense. Um, Michael Phelps put out a thing with CNN and he was like, good for her. And like, if you if you had a leg injury, you would definitely not want to play on your leg injury because that's not good for your body. If you've got a mental health issue going on and you know something's going to like attack that, you're going to take yourself out of the situation right. and be like, it's not good for me. I'm not going to do it. And he's like, more people need to look at that as an example of like what to do instead of what not to do. And I'm going to have to find it because uh, we were sent this thing by a friend of ours um, about Venus Williams response. And I was like this or not Venus. I think it was Serena. But um, I can't remember which one it was because um, I remember watching it. But it was a clap back oh, around the world. And I love how back. they did it. They were like, and yeah. <laughs> Venus has entered the chat. Yeah. And because I mean, it's true. I love when another person in the in the. I guess same field comes oh, to your defense because yeah. they there's no one else that knows what you're going through other than those people yeah. too as well because they know how vicious the media can be right right because everyone's looking just for the tagline everyone's looking for just that little sound bite so they just want to get that sound bite every single time I don't know why oh there it is hang on my internet's just deciding not to work right now so now it's just a blank blank screen Okay. Well, while you're searching for okay. that, I do love that Calm has really stepped up during this. The Calm, the app, the yes. meditation app has stepped up and um, donated $15,000 to um, a charity in France. And it's an organization doing incredible work in the mental health space in France to transform lives of young people and the power um, through the power of sport. So, um, and each person who opts out of any kind of press, they're going to donate the $15,000. So I know it's not 150, but they're donating each oh person God, who doesn't a- want to participate. They're going to donate money. Hell yes. I love it. And cover their um, fine. Yeah. So maybe some of these people can't exactly afford it. Cause you know, not all of us are, you know, all of them are professionals. Right. No, so. that's, I mean, that's fantastic. And why it should, it should be an opt out opt in. It, it really should. I mean, there's, it, there's, um, it must be pretty vicious. Well, I think it is because, well, it, it was Venus who came to her events and I can't get it pulled up right now, but apparently it's, I'm going to paraphrase here, but she's like, I can come here and say this because every person in this room doesn't play to my standard <laughs> and they don't hold a candle to me. So I'm not worried about what they say about me because I know what I'm doing on the court speaks for what I'm doing on the court. So, and it's and that, that clap back that was heard around the world. And I was like, yes, ma'am. Yes, she's like, well, and also ma'am. no one really has the right to say anything. Right. Because you're you don't know what I go through. You you're not as good as me. Yeah. So really anything that you say, you have no right to say. So, right. Exactly. Uh, and it's a really good one to uh to go check out because it would Plus they always have the great clapbacks. They really do. Both of them. But yeah, Venus and Serena. I mean, just both amazing. I mean, I think it's you know, again, there's there's so many athletes that get scrutinized and I know women athletes do it and I know that, you know, female black athletes get scrutinized and be put under I got it. Oh, you got it. Okay. 
question, can't play as well as I can and never will. So no matter what you say or what you write, you'll never light a candle to me. So that's how I deal with it. Um, but each person deals with it differently. I mean, we're just going to leave that right there. <laughs> I said what I said. I said what I said. I said what I said. Yeah, exactly. It's such a, I mean, it's such a beautiful moment when women also stand up for other women because they understand that what it is a little bit... I don't know what men go through. All I can do is speak for like sometimes what a woman can feel. And I think sometimes we internalize certain questions, certain tones and certain um, phrasing. Yeah. um, Maybe a little bit differently. Yeah. And so that's, that's fine with me. I don't I mind. I love being a sensitive creature, but at the same time, you have to protect that. I think that's what everyone's standing up for. Like it's not good for me. I think so too. And I think that questions are also framed towards women to also put them in a position to feel the need to answer a certain way. Like, Correct. you know, when women are asked, like, how do you balance this role with your per, you know, personal life? And when that gets asked to a female, I've never once heard that asked to a male no. like in any capacity. So it's like, why, why even bring it up? Like, what's the point of even knowing the answer to that question? It, like, it, it's really not a question that you would ask anyone. It's only a question you ask women. So it's not necessary. Like, mm-hmm. what's the point? Yeah. Um, yeah, and I guess the French are very. Um, maybe they'll be less more friendly. Well, I don't know. Maybe take I a mean, class I, I would hope classiness. so. I think I would hope that 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 we've learned a lesson, or that at least we're now having we're opening up a bigger conversation of like what this really is. This isn't about someone trying to be difficult, not answering your questions. Because in all honesty, the athletes don't need the reporters in order to do their job. The reporters need the athletes in order to so I'm do saying they need their the sound job. Bites. They, they need have the to have that material, but like, you know, they don't need you. They really don't. They have their own social media. They good. They drowning you out. Right. Or at least trying to because you're squawking about dumb shit that nobody needs to talk about. Like, stop it. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I am team Osaka on this one. I'm like, i believe this is the right decision that she's making i'm excited to see where she's going to take this and i'm excited to even just see like the support that keeps happening but like are other people going to listen mm-hmm. are the you know the powers that be so to speak are they going to listen and mental health is still health yeah and until we see it that way which we're getting closer and closer we are every getting day closer. and i yeah. love that and i think that's beautiful you know and i think i don't remember if this was last year or two years ago or when this was but i mean even speaking about health it, Serena, after she had her baby and came back to tennis, you remember that whole thing that surrounded her, like, because she wanted to wear that black bodysuit and the tennis association was like, absolutely not. It's not dress code. We're not doing that. And she's like, I have to wear these for the blood clots going on in my body, but you're telling me I can't because it's a dress code violation. Fuck off. Fuck Sorry. Off. Which is essentially, <laughs> I mean, she was like, you know, she got super mad about it and, and with every right she should be. I mean, the audacity, like, Screw you and needing to wear a tennis skirt to play tennis. I mean, this is the most successful, most brilliant tennis player we have ever seen. And you're telling her to save her own life. She can't wear the bodysuit she needs to wear because of some dress code violation. Did she wear the bodysuit? I don't remember. I don't remember how that played out. I bet she did. I bet she did, too. I bet on the bodysuit. Yeah. I'm a betting woman. Right. (laughs) You bet on that bodysuit. She probably has a whole line of them. Oh yeah, she's like sharing clueless uh, yep. with her bodysuits and her tennis skirts. <laughs> it's like it just move. It's just a conveyor belt of just like, what do I want to wear? Right. This is it. This is what's happening. Yeah, or she has two. Yeah. 
<laughs> One of the two is going to have that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, even with that, it's like, okay, well, you have to look at health, but you also have, like, physical well-being of an athlete, of a woman, of a player, and then the mental, like it's mm-hmm. it's all it's all one body, but it has multiple things that's happening on the inside. Right. Let's just take care of it. You know, we we kind of shamed Tiger Woods at some points, and you know, I'm not saying his life decisions weren't able to be scrutinized a little bit, but maybe you know, at the same time, like he's gone through the same thing. Maybe he's having a little bit of mental health issues. I think there's probably some problems there. Yeah. So it's just like when you look at professionals that don't have always have a team. Yeah this you know in your the single one out there and all eyes are on you right might mess with your head a little bit i think so yeah i mean it's a, it's a lot of pressure a lot of pressure i don't want to you I know mean, what you know what pressure i don't like right now what i'm having a hot girl summer i'm having a hot mom summer this year yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no i'm just joking uh, switch um but i am excited mm-hmm. to get my summer on what summer activity are you really excited about this summer? Because it is here. It's here. The unofficial start of summer the is here. Start, uh, speaking of tennis, I'm actually starting to take tennis lessons on Wednesday nights. Very exciting. Oh. I know. Cocktails or no cocktails? Obviously, after. <laughs> okay. I was like, during? <laughs> no, not during. <laughs> no, but there's like a whole but I wouldn't shame you if that beginners happened. group that is doing it at our club. I've always um, wanted to learn. I know. I have too. I'm like, I took one lesson like two summers ago and it was so much fun. But Wednesday nights just got to be too much and I couldn't like make it work but even my kids are even like no mom wednesday you have tennis and i was like i do have to thank you for noticing that i have something on the schedule yeah i appreciate i've always that. wanted to learn how to serve properly yes like i don't know how to do that like i, I wouldn't even know, know like what to do i have a problem like i feel like i have to pound every ball like in the the you're a porch tennis pounder. coach he's like i am a porch pounder he's like this isn't baseball shannon you're not trying to knock it over the fence every time he's like you're really good at knocking it over the fence but that's not what we're trying to do and i'm like got it and then where's like, the leak for that though i don't really where's know where's the leak I'm for like, knocking over the fence? right is that cricket is that what i set up for next i don't not really sure pickleball pickleball the pickleball is actually fun too like can't wait it's so fun pickleball is, yeah well i i okay. want to play pickleball so yeah. much because there's like not a lot of movement and it's a lot of hand work yeah <laughs> and you don't have to like it's not about it's not about yeah it's just yeah, kind of like it's, beep, 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 yeah beep. it's actually i've played with uh, the girls tennis coach like she taught us all how to play and i was like okay i can get behind this like i get it my mom plays pickleball it just whole, seems like a, a lot week. of fun i know like you could do that wherever you are you really can. you could do that cocktails you could one thing I yep. don't want to pick up is racquetball because that would make me have anxiety oh like nobody's business. Yes. Have you ever been hit with a racquetball? No. I just watch people play it at the Louisville tennis pl- the yeah. place that has the racquetball. I'm like, that. if yeah. you don't come out of there almost with an aneurysm, I don't know if you're, you might not be doing it right. Right. I mean, the welts, because those balls, I mean, they come at you fast. I'm like, you only wear glasses? I think that's a bad idea. I know. You need like full, full body and armor. Then, then, <laughs> So you hit it on one wall, and that's when it changes possessions. And then you hit it on all the other walls. I'm I, like, oh my god, who's keeping score? I know it's a lot. It's a lot to tally. I would never know what the I score know. was. I would I mean, never know if I won or not. I, I still don't know how to keep score in tennis. I'm like, what is that? Love? Can, why, where? Why can't <laughs> we just do like the ones, the twos, twos, the threes, fours? Well, I don't know what they. I need a chart. You know, I'm a visual learner anyway. People yelling at me like, that's not, you're on love. I'm like, what does that mean? Do I have a point? Do I not? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. This is too hard. I still don't. <laughs> I still don't know. It's offsides. <laughs> don't know what that means either. All the things I don't know. Yeah. Well, definitely it's not a home run. That I know it's not. <laughs> that we know. <laughs> that we know. We know. Yeah. 
in your first tennis tournament, I want you to go, that's offside. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to yell that. We'll do it. <laughs> that was in. It was out. Offside. Yeah, that's break soccer. your racket okay, over your yeah. knee and say, it was offside. <laughs> and then hit it and throw it over the fence. <laughs> exactly. See, that would be awesome. That's, that's, what was that guy, John McEnroe? McEnroe? McEnroe. Yeah. McEnroe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's yep. what you need to do. Exactly. Just go John Mac on everybody. I think that's a great idea. I don't know. Um, I I don't know what I'm looking forward to that much, but I am looking forward to um, relaxing. Yeah. Just chilling. I'm just chilling. Just chilling. Just, just ready, <laughs> ready to chill. I need chill mode. Do you know, speaking of when you're chilling, I've got a great movie for you to chill to. Oh, yeah. Cruella. Have you seen Cruella? Mm-hmm. Did you love it? You guys, like... I had to calm, I almost like yelled into the mic, but I didn't want to be like <laughs> breaking your speakers on your phone or car. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. It is one of the best Disney movies I've seen in a long time. One Cartoon or re- real life. Percent. I agree with you. Like, I really love most Disney movies because I can find something I can pull out of it. Yeah. Nostalgia, lesson, love. But man, this just hit on so many marks. The fashion. Oh, I really it was like devil wears Prada but Disney yes I mean it was so good I mean you can't get like London 60s 70s couture anymore like it's you know like it has its certain place and it's like cemented in history of just being that like this is where it started kind of thing mm-hmm. and it was just oh I mean so many iconic looks came out of this movie. The music was fantastic. The was. costumes, the sets, the actors. I mean, every person who was casted in this movie, again, nailed it from top to bottom. Emma Stone nailed this. I mean, I would be surprised if she's not nominated for something. I agree. I mean, I know the Golden Globes aren't anything anymore, but like some one of those, if there's any more, going, I don't yeah, know. What, I don't know. I, I don't know what award she needs, She, but she needs <clears> one. She didn't, like, an impeccable job. I'll give her an award. She's, I mean... again I I love a villain I mean I I feel like you know you have they even say it like you have to have a villain you believe in or somebody everybody needs a villain to believe in Um, but like I feel like every time you get to know someone's backstory it just gives you insight on like why Mm -hmm. their decisions make sense right you know and Mm -hmm. you may not agree with them you may not I don't know but like at least it gives you an insight to like why that person chose that path and I I just love that I love having the the insight of like oh I get you are Mm -hmm. like you know why you are the way you are um but here's also like the story was very layered with layered which I do like Mm -hmm. but very understandable because or follow like it has that follow ability yes because if you're having little kids watching it and you don't have that, if it's like a super deep layered story, sometimes yeah. they can't follow it. But my five-year-old followed it yeah. just impeccably well. And she understood like, yes. I'm not going to give away too much, but she understood like the, the transitions that went on. And I was like, okay, okay. Because yeah. she watched it with us like the first time, mm-hmm. like I think they missed like the last 30 minutes they had to go home or something. But uh, she was asking some questions and I was like, she's actually had very intelligent questions she was asking about it. There were a couple things she's like, I don't get this part. I'm like, I understand just know that this is this and this is this. And she's like, okay. But like, I thought they did a great job of finding, again, like that layered thing component you're talking about, but like there's enough humor in it. There's mm-hmm. enough. And it's on a lot of different levels that, you know, you're going to get that. I thought the dogs in the movie were like the highlight. I mean, not the highlight, but like such great characters in the movie. They each had their own special roles. And I mean, I felt like Georgie was 
one of the main characters in this movie. I'm like, but, this, yeah, very scrappy yeah, little terrier, little scruffy little dog, <clears throat> mm-hmm. but so cute. Um, and there were a couple scenes because we've, we've seen it four times since Friday. Um, and there was, when we rewatched it the second time, I, Eleanor was going through this movie being like, Oh, this is one of my favorite parts. And like, she would say, and I'm like, I didn't catch up to or catch on to any of this, like the first go around, but she's like, I love it when she does this or I love it when she tosses this out the window. And I'm like, what did you write that down? I know. Right. I'm like, how do you remember? And then like, she was quoting it by the second time we would seen it. I'm like, wow, you really internalized this movie, huh? You really got in there deep. I know. She loved it. It was great. probably watch on YouTube. I mean, like parts of it. She's like, hold on. (laughs) That's how kids do these days. Like watch (laughs) snippets on YouTube. I'm like, what? It was a really good movie. Um, Highly recommend it. Spend the $30 on Disney Plus. I think you get it for a few days. We've we've watched it for a few times this early this week so um emma stone fabulous um emma thompson oh yeah knocked it out of the park i mean so good that she played the baroness i mean oh god so good yeah but um it's worth it it's worth a download it really in is in my mind yeah i agree what's what kind of movie though because this is why i feel like the the age of going to movies is kind of dissipated like because mm. we can download anything mm-hmm. so what's gonna get you to the movie theater I'm what's a, gonna get your ass in the seat you, shannon you know what tomorrow on friday yeah. we're going to see spirit riding free oh so that's gonna get your ass in the that's seat. Okay. gonna get me to the movie theater because my youngest is obsessed with horses she lo- actually both of them really love it but we're taking some girlfriends and we're gonna go to the movies and like specifically Eleanor asked she's like I miss the movie theater can we please go see it in the movies and I was like absolutely yes so okay. that is gonna get me back to the movie theater I don't know if there will be a movie that I personally am like can't wait to see in a theater um, but for sure I think if my kids want to do it like that's yeah, you know, because I mean, I hope that movies never die and like the theater is always around, but I don't want them to miss out on that. So if they want to no, no, go, no, no. I think the one, way that we that they're released will is changed forever. Like I think there's yeah. going to be a few here and there, maybe like they're more boutiquey type, yeah, kind of things. I I really, I mean, I I like the let's revamp it, and make it an experience. Yeah, I Sir, do too. Instead of serving me like hot dogs and nachos, I mean, give me some ahi tuna up in there. I do love an ahi tuna. Yeah. But I Give me some edamame. Also, do love to smash a bag of popcorn before the movie Give me actually starts. <laughs> Why don't we just edamame? Popcorn on the front, edamame on the back. I mean, I always regret my popcorn decision when I leave the theater because my stomach feels Wrecks like I've stomach. eaten like an entire buffet. But I've had like you know a medium bag. Popcorn, of popcorn. can wreck someone's stomach. It's I don't yeah. think we're meant for it. I think so. It's like the equivalent of grass. It's like I don't think we're meant for it. Just yeah, although it's delicious, delish. I love a cheesy popcorn personally. I love to I get that like cheesy. Good, I don't like a butter. I don't like a flavored. I just like a good salty popcorn. No, mm, um, I I like it. I don't like the saltiness because it burns my lips. I love. It's I like, hate yeah. it when it's like I feel like I got injections. Well, you get like the the lip crinkle. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh so my god, what, what's going on with my lips? Like this is not the way. No, I signed up for. But they, I love a sour patch kid or a sour straw so much so that like it's just like just done havoc on the roof of my mouth, and mm-hmm. that's how I know I've had enough. Yeah, I'm like if I can't feel the top, the roof of my mouth, I'm like, yes, I've achieved I've what achieved. I came to do. <laughs> it's not the bellyache; it's the layer of skin that's <laughs> that's ripped off the right. roof of my mouth. It's gone. I need a blister. <laughs> and with that, I know. Thank we, you. We're gonna leave you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, perfect. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed this week's sosh. 
This was fun. We yeah. Have, we had a little good social catch up. Um, yeah, we will. Uh, we're thriving. We are. At least, <laughs> at least we're trying. We're crying, kind of. <laughs> we're trying to thrive. Yeah. We're buffering. We're buffering. <laughs> we're kind constantly of, loading. We're the spinning wheel of death. <laughs> I feel like we're almost yeah. loaded. We're almost loaded. Yeah, we're almost <laughs> yeah, loaded. That's tonight. Okay, that's true. <laughs> true, true, true. But um, <laughs> All right, we Bye. love you guys. Bye, friends. Thanks for sharing your time with us. Help keep the CZL momentum going by rating our podcast and writing a review. If you love what you heard in today's episode, snap a screenshot and post it to your Instagram stories. Don't forget to tag us.